Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast, when living your dream is the only option. That's right, Jason Friday. Uh, we are up to, I believe this is episode 129. We're, we're all grown up. Our next guest is an L.A.-based composer, songwriter, born in Miami. We won't hold that against her. Uh, <laughs> she went to the Berklee College of Music in Boston. She spent many years on the road touring with her own music with bands such as Passion Pit and Riot Horse Royale. She's also done music for TV and film. Please welcome Emily Green. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you both? So nice to have you. We're like old friends now. We are. I mean, the second I met you at uh, SoCal Sound, I was like, Julie, do you want to be friends with me? Let's be friends forever. (laughs) Yes, I've interviewed her before, guys, uh, on my radio station. But this is much different because this is because I have two podcasts, everybody. That's right. All right. We're going to dig deep into Emily Green. And that's coming up next. We made it to season three of the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears and going for it in life. We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it. And we're back. (laughs) Emily Green. Yes, if you'd like to hear a previous conversation between the two of us and some performances, you can go to thesocalsound.org. And hear that, but we're fresh today, fresh with Emily Green. I did want to mention Emily. Uh, hello, you could say hi to everybody. Hey, hey, world, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, her Ooh. music has been on TV shows, Station 19, Superman, and Lois, a Maniac. Recently, she wrote the score for the film All the World is Sleeping. It's one of my favorite songs, Let Me Be the One. There's an original, uh, uh, I guess you would say, a cappella. But then there's also a piano. Uh, oh, no, there's a string version. But at the SoCal Sound, there's also a piano version, which was very nice. Because the guy played piano, your bandmate. You're right. Only by Jeez. South of the 101. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a funny Interest one. rates are too high. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny inside joke, friends. Funny inside yeah. joke. We should have him on to talk about it. Um. You also have some new songs, Husband Song and Show Me. But let's get, so you, before we got together, you sent me a note like, hey, I almost wrote a huge list of all the things I'm passionate about. So do you want to like go naming those? Is there something at the top? Is music? It's not just music, is it? There are a few things I'm really passionate about. I, I well, I almost wrote you a whole list and then I was like, wow, am, am I dire, in my diary? Like, hello, diary. What I'm really <laughs> passionate about <laughs> Friendship and music and art. <laughs> Love Emily. Love, yeah. I XOXO. XOXO. Yeah. Uh, I love talking to people. My girlfriend says I love Olympic sized conversations. So 45 minutes, please. Let's go five. <laughs> we might need to get some food. Um, yeah, I, right. I have had like my same girlfriend's. Well, I guess I have a tier of friends that I've had, like there are different tiers, friendship, best friends, this and that. But I love friendship. I also love photography. I love art. I love museums. I love a lot of visual art, like not 
making all of it, but I like looking at visual art. Mm-hmm. I love animals, which we also talked about. Dog? Oh yeah. I was telling Jason how I was interviewing you and we were in a room full of people and they're all like, Oh, I love my dog. I love my dog. I'm like, yeah, my dog's dead. And then the room just like, <laughs> everyone was just like, we don't know how to, I how, love do we, it. how do we oh react to this? So I didn't so know good. you also. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, we have, um, we have tattoos that we got in honor of our dog. It's upside down. Is that stained glass? That's beautiful. Yeah, it's stained glass and um it's the back of her head because she always had one ear up and one down yeah Yeah, her it was a permanent one ear up and one ear loose it was so yeah so yeah our dog's dead but please please tell us about your dog that's alive what kind of dog yeah first i'm sorry i (laughs) dread the day i literally was holding her paw the other night because i'm being out in the desert i mean i just got back but i've been living in the desert and i was holding her paw and thinking Oh no, never leave me. I I'll never let you go, Jack. Um, but yeah. she is a How dog. long have you had your dog? A year. Yeah, so she's wow. new. Yeah. She's well, you got many of years ahead. I mean, typically, yeah. right? Like that's that's the you goal. Know. Unless I know. something happens. <laughs> you never I mean, this is we don't know. We don't know what's yeah. gonna happen. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. God, that's true. So true. We just don't know. So it's going to be a deep podcast, everybody. <laughs> what is life about? Our dog's we'll, we'll dead. Even... What's yours? <laughs> are, wait, are you guys getting another dog? Hell no, not right now. No, no we um, we you know like not not that this is about us, but real quick, it, we were taking care of her, which was like taking care of an infant and grandma at the same time for about a year and a half. It was very exhausting. It was taxing. It was taxing. Yeah, thinking about it just gives me like twitches in a in a sad way. So yeah, we're just gonna take a break for a while. Let's take a break and also um, enjoy life accept- a little. Accept. The positive of freedom of not having a dog and yeah. travel a lot. And yeah. That's right. I see dogs on the street and I'm like, oh nope. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like like I'm not can't, you know. Well, luckily we have a friend that we dog sit her dog a lot. So it helps. And um yeah. I, I miss having a pet, but also, oh my gosh, so much, so much to yeah. go through. But we, yeah. we are eating up some valuable you time. So let's get back to so now you love all these things, and we all love art and all that, but you were drawn to music. Did you have a musical family, a parents or whatever? Yeah, my dad is a pianist. I like a pianist. A pianist? <laughs> pianist? <laughs> so did That's you cool. always play piano as a kid? Yeah, I yeah. played... I. I can't I think it's one of the th- one of the gifts, but my mom plays not but my mom my mom plays guitar and sings as well. Oh wow. Nice. I just grew up around it. There's instruments all over the house and there's constantly music being played and it's the concerts and musicians coming. I mean, we had a very musical family, so I came by it naturally. And my mom's side of the family are they're more visual. They're really good at illustration and drawing and painting and that's not my thing nice yeah Yeah. that's cool though not that i don't love i love it but i just that's like i'm like stick figure face cat (laughs) cat ear smile (laughs) do you remember when you wrote your first song how old you were okay my first song is 
uh, I wish I had my phone. Do you remember that? Like, take these broken wings. Oh yeah. Take yeah. These broken <laughs> wings. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, right. Okay, so my first song was not a real song. I think I was a cover, but I recorded it. And then I told my mom and I changed the lyrics and everything. And then I was like, mom, this is my first song. And it was like, you know, you, maybe. Were you Millie? Almost. What was that band? Millie Vanilli? But the opposite. Oh, Millie, I, you were Millie Vanilli Vanilli-ing? songwriting? Yeah. Millie Vanilli songwriting? Like Millie Vanilli with uh, Take These Broken Wings. And you guys are actually only there's only one other person who knows this story i have a side project i've had since i was like in band camp with a, my friend pascal and called kissy girls and we love electronic music and uh like industrial music and ambient music and i told him that and every once in a while he'll just text me like take these broken wings emily <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I've always loved music. That's really what it comes down to. I was like, this song is awesome. And I remember <laughs> being in my room and like just envisioning myself singing it and hairbrush. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you have a lot of posters up in your room of any musicians? I I want to say yes, because I want you guys to think that the room was really cool, but yeah. I did not. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. See, I was like the guy that was like, uh, Maybe there's too many posters. I had like, so many posters. Yeah, you could, like really? I'm serious. You couldn't even see the paint. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was totally. I literally nice. was such a U2 fan when I was a kid that I would like laminate any article that came out <laughs> about the band. It's pretty <laughs> lame. Yeah, you want to talk about lame? It's very funny. Uh, okay, let's get to the different type of songwriting. Like, what do you feel right now? What I guess you're writing solo, but you've worked with other people and you've also written for TV and film. Like they're all so different, I would think. Do you have one that's a favorite over the other or? I like songs. I'm, I can definitely uh, do arrangement orchestration and general underscore but what brings me the most joy are songs. I, I, you know, if I don't write or I don't play, I don't feel like myself. I don't, it gets, it, I just don't feel uh, in my own body. I think we talked about that once before too. Like I, I get back into my skin by writing songs and singing, but I, as far as the other process you know, if it's under dialogue, it's a fine line. You have to work with a lot of people and it can get very corporate. And it's also, are you overdoing the dialogue? And especially if there are vocals, it's a fine line and you're walking a tightrope of, we don't want to get away in the way of the story. We don't want to get in the way of the dialogue or we got to put the ADR in. So to me, that's more technical. I still enjoy it because I love collaboration and yeah. I love team collaboration um i also think co-writing or even writing alone uh i think you mentioned also that you play at night and i've remembered that it, it's the most i can lose time i can be present which is hard for us all to do when i'm writing or playing sure yeah absolutely and what about the difference have you played many shows solo or always with I, other people 
I've played with mostly other people. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm like sitting up here. (laughs) Get cozy. Let me tell you. (laughs) I've played a lot of shows. I... I've played shows alone. I've played shows with a lot of other bands. I've played shows for TV and film events. I'm not sure what my favorite is. I do have a few favorite players that I love playing with. And for me, whatever the event is, it kind of comes down to the chemistry between the musicians who are playing. Yeah. Like, do you have a relationship? Or even if you don't have a relationship, same thing as uh, friendship chemistry, relationship chemistry. What kind of musical chemistry do you have with people? Sure. Important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm going to say, uh, I guess my brother and I don't have any because we've never played in a band together, not once. <laughs> Are you? So you're both musicians? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've played brother's... one show with him in my entire life. <laughs> one show? Which one was that? That was the one we opened for them at the uh, satellite. Oh, but you didn't play with him. No, I, I didn't play with him at the same time. No. So Jason's in a band, Rival Tides. And also the active set was another side project, but his brother's in Dead Sarah. He's a drummer. Okay, yeah. Dead Sarah. I think I saw them maybe at the satellite once mm-hmm. in 2013 yeah. or 12 or 13 or 14, maybe. Yeah, probably. 20. When did we play with them? Oh, it was probably around that. It was 20. I think we played with them 2014 or 15. Yeah. At the satellite. That was a good show. Yeah. Yeah. They're a killer band. Yeah, Where are you guys rock. from? Uh, L.A. You're born and raised in L.A. I'm I was born from and raised in Hollywood. Son. Let's say oh, I'm yeah, from Detroit, you. everybody. Yeah, I'm from Detroit, Rock She's City. from Detroit. I spent a little time in Florida that I call the dark years. That's why I say you're from Miami, right? When did you get out? When did you get out of Miami? Someone literally said to me the other day. They were like, "Oh, you're from Florida. Are you going back anytime soon?" <laughs> I said, no, I'm from Miami. <laughs> That's and not yes, Florida. It did just turn red. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have a gun at breakfast. Yeah, right. I know. Jeez. That's nice. <laughs> I just, I just, That's a nice image. <laughs> Deleted. Um, no, when did you leave Miami? Um, I left when I went to Berkeley College of Music. And what's interesting is I grew up in the tropics basically and i didn't know anything other than flip-flops and sports and when i got there i was like boston (laughs) yeah welcome to boston oh it's really cold and then everybody from la told me oh we're from la there's palm trees it's just like miami and only to come here and i'm like no i'm from the caribbean (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's humid and hot a lot and we don't do you like that do you like humidity i do i do but then you also like the desert you spent a lot of time in the desert. Okay. Well, the thing is that I, here's the thing is that the desert kind of feels like the sea. The desert feels like the sea. Yeah. There's certain parts yeah. of it. When you go, it feels like you're underwater. Like there's, it could be coral. Mm. I grew up Are scuba you... diving a lot. That's another oh, thing okay. I'm passionate about. Yeah. Are you on mushrooms right now? Oh. Am I, um, maybe <laughs> i was gonna say are you referring to the sultan like sometimes <laughs> and then, um i have not spent much time in the desert i've been to miami once or twice but not really i wouldn't even call it a visit wait what were you doing in florida 
my parents moved down there. They retired, and I was the last kid of eight. And they're like, "You're coming with us." When I was fifteen, so I call it it's the blackout years. I don't <laughs> consider them. It's the years time. that yeah. I was there for you six dreaded years, and then I moved to New York. City. I'm sorry, I'm laughing ready. because it's such like a terrible thing. Yeah, it it's was bad. So bad. It was bad. I mean, my parents yeah, were older. Florida older but they also moved to like a retirement area but i was not i just don't florida to me i mean florida's gotten way worse this is a million years ago but i felt like people in florida and this is totally generalizing nobody had goals nobody was like even where i lived we weren't that far from the ocean like nobody was doing water sports or doing anything fun uh, you know the best thing i did in florida is we would like shotgun old milwaukee's Okay. Yeah. You were getting skills. Yeah. That's right. You're getting skills. Yep. I got skills. They're multiplying. They're multiplying. (laughs) I just wrote wrote that. (laughs) It's going to go right after my original song about broken wings. (laughs) So you went to the school, you went to school of Berkeley in Boston. And then did you, um, that must have been a fun. Did you get any scholarships? That must this must be a fun payback. Cause I know a couple people who have gone to schools like that. They're like, yeah, now I owe one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Not yeah. a position. Yeah. I I did get some. I did uh get some you know help. So yeah, not so bad. Uh, so it wasn't so bad for me. But yeah, music has kind of always been something that I've loved and been drawn to, and is easy to access. I don't have to practice a lot. I practice because I like to. Mm-hmm. Um, playing in bands is really easy. Picking up instruments is really easy. Playing with other people on the spot is, uh, it's always been just something I really yeah. like that's kind of effortless. And while it is hard to be a musician, it's it's kind of, there's been no other way for me. Yeah. I'm sure there, I'm not saying I'm, there's no other, there's plenty of ways for all of us. I just, I really love music. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So did, it's nice. Where'd you go after the school of Berkeley? Did you go to LA? Went back I to went Miami? to New York. I went to New York and I started nice. touring on the Lower East Side and getting tips and playing around. What and, great venues did you play? Did you ever play the Mercury Lounge? Oh, I have definitely played the Mercury Lounge. I have as well. Yeah. What? You played? Oh, of course. Yeah. What did you well, okay? What she she lived in New York for like 18 yeah, years. Yeah, I used to be in a band called Plankton. But then I also did some uh solo work. I pl- you know what I love? So I played CBGB's once. Did you play CBGB's and CB's Gallery? Were you around for that or are you too young? CB's I Gallery wasn't was there next for that door. yet. Okay, that was an acoustic venue next door, which was amazing. Yeah, I was, yeah. Spiral. Um, trying to think of other, the Continental. I got kind of banned from there because they were jerks. Why um, did you get banned? What happened? <laughs> this is, you want to hear what's funny? They were supposed to pay our, us 50 bucks to play the show. And they were like, you didn't bring enough people. I'm like, this was just a $50 thing. This was not. So I was like, what? So I'm, I'm in a band with a bunch of guys and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and we didn't get the $50. And I'm like, this is bullshit so then the like, band, how many more people did we need to have here i know i'm sure we didn't have a lot of people but it, the 50 dollars wasn't based on people so it was wrong 
Anyway, the, the club sucked, though. Whatever. I mean, where are they now? Yeah, exactly. I don't even know <laughs> exactly. if it's open anymore. I'm sure That's it is. True. Who didn't we go to the Mercury Lounge? Who do we? The oh, we saw Lounge. Torres. Oh yeah, Torres. Uh, Mercury Lounge is very much like has a vibe of uh, Hotel Cafe. That's why I like Hotel Cafe. Have you played yeah. Hotel Cafe? That I've played Hotel down. Cafe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you I've hit up okay. Genghis Khan? Yes, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have, I have. I've done. You've done the I, rounds. I've done the rounds, or I, that was. <laughs> That was a moment ago, but I definitely did a show there. I have played everything from your coffee shop to your anything you can think of. I've big, played. What's the biggest, most fun, I guess, venue you've played that you can um, remember if you can think of it? Well, I did get to play Lollapalooza with Passion Pit, and that was cool because that was a new experience because I was coming from, you know, playing it on Ludlow and people being like, here's a dollar and a drink ticket. And then, and loading all, in all my gear and, and loading out all my gear and then schlepping home and the whole thing. And I remember hearing like the music come on and entry music and like, Oh, it was amazing. Just seeing yeah. like the sea of people and and then afterward being like, hey, does anyone need help loading out? And they were like, oh, we're, we have a whole crew who does that. Oh, my God. That, that, that would be a dream. <laughs> to have a crew. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. what do we do now? They're like, oh, we have to go to the meet and greet tent. I'm like, no, you don't have to pick up all the quarter inches and then pack up all the gear and the hardware and make sure, like, you do a loadout and pack up the van right and everything. And, so, yeah, right. and go count merch and make sure, like, you don't miss one T-shirt because it's very valuable. Right. <laughs> so what Classic. were you doing in Passion Pit? What were you playing in Passion Pit? Uh, auxiliary keyboards um, and background vocals. Oh, man. Nice. So synths and vocals. Which was new for me because I was a piano player and the guy in there who brought me, uh, Michael and Ian at the time, brought me in because they liked some music I had put out with some friends. And I could accompany myself well, but synths and analog synthesizers were, at the moment, at that time, new for me. And they, oh, turn up the LFO, oh, do this. And I was like... I know a lot about piano. I know a lot about jazz and classical, but this whole like computer engineering inside of my keyboard thing. But it was a crash course in analog synthesizers. And then I fell in love with them and I really learned how to use a lot of those. And then through film scoring, I learned how to do a lot of sound design on my voice and how to kind of put those two worlds together. And I love harmony and I love, I also love acoustic instruments. So then kind of using some of the pedals and stuff that I figured out with electronic music and putting them on the acoustic instruments. And so it's been a process, but I do feel as far as the path of being an artist, I have gotten a lot from each gig, whether it was at a bar, a restaurant, a a giant festival playing with people or in a concert hall advertising some HBO show, whatever it is, I pick up something that I didn't know before that's helpful for me in the future. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. 
I would love to just be like, hey, a hire on in a band and go play Lollapalooza or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, hey, it, it feels like something so fun and just like, cool. I just get to come and be with the band and play and <laughs> and then walk off and enjoy it. Yeah, it's a it's a weird experience, like especially um, hired gun or just the whole the business of of music and how bands work in present day versus what we all grew up on, even if we're at all from d- different generations, like you have this idea in your head that bands are this democratic situation but then as you get older you realize that they are businesses yeah 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 which yeah it's great but it also is like shit i mean to me i was only in one band um, plankton or, yeah plankton thank you like and, under the sea yeah yeah and right. to me i learned so much being in that band about how to me how difficult it is to keep a band together but also, like, when I met the guitarist, he was, like, my musical soulmate. But then, over time, he started writing stuff I couldn't... I, if he's listening, um, I didn't... <laughs> he started writing stuff that didn't go with my scene. So it just made me think, how in the world does, like, a band like you 2 stay together? You know what I mean? I mean, it is yeah. all marriages to me. And then if you have four or five people in the band, it's, like, four or five marriages to keep happy and that's a lot do you feel that way about working with people I mean someone called me recently who I think who's been a confidant of mine and and vice versa who's fairly successful and they said to me um that sounded a little more lofty than it was I was saying someone who I confide in who also confides in me who's done well said to me I'm working with these new people and there's conflict again and I think apart and then we we both agreed that when there's collaboration there's conflict and strangely enough I think the more conflict there is maybe sometimes the more magic there is Mm. I I Fleetwood Mac was so successful (laughs) <laughs> Led Zeppelin, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I mean, it's it oftentimes it is a marriage of two, yeah. and so I think there is kind of the the magic in that as well. So maybe we all could work on conflict resolution. <laughs> mm. Yeah, confronting right. confronting things. That's right. I know someone's always like, we need to teach children self-soothing and conflict resolution. I'm like, I don't know. We just need to get the guns out of the teacher's hands. (laughs) 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 We have a few things in order first. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) So is playing solo then? I mean, I don't know if that's like, I know you wrote a couple songs solo. Is that new for you? And is this like you finding your voice on your own? Because it's, you know, sometimes do you feel like you ever hide behind collaborating with others? I think so. I think when I finally released Show Me, I kind of released that with the intention of feeling like I had been hiding and feeling like I had been hiding behind other projects and uh just not wanting to fully show myself for whatever reason like mm-hmm. what are you going to think about me what's my family going to think about me what if i'm what if i overshare what if i'm vulnerable what if i what if it's not even good what if i'm delusional what if you know and then i go down the what if rabbit hole and ultimately i think music is a is a gift art is a gift that we all get and 
it's also important to share it. And withholding it was starting to make me feel like I wasn't myself either. I do feel that I'm a performer and I get a lot of joy from it. And not doing it wasn't serving my life either. And plus, it gets kind of boring. I mean, I have a beautiful life and I know serenity is an acquired taste. I have an amazing partner. My house is really peaceful. I have good routine. I miss the live music scene, whatever is left of it after COVID. I miss bands. I miss touring. I miss performing. I. It's important to me to be a part of that at any level and at all ages for me in my life. Yeah. I miss it, too. <laughs> well, guess what, Jason? We've got a show coming up. You're kidding me. I expect you to be there, Emily. We'll be playing uh, June 12th at No really? Vacancy. Thank yeah, you. No yeah. Vacancy. I haven't played out in seven years. What are you guys playing? We, uh, we're just going to play singing some songs. A little guitar, maybe piano, I don't know. How, we usually what? play originals of, of Julie's and then yeah. we'll cover. Maybe a cover. Yeah. Our old set was like half originals or, or you know, as many originals as you had. And then the rest were just covers. It's fun. It's good what stuff. Kind of covers? Oh, my God. All kinds of stuff. We'd cover. I mean, uh, we've done Radiohead. We've done yeah. Band of Horses. We did. Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. White Rabbit. Um, U2. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, Allison James! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Big Lane the Steely rooster. Fan. <laughs> yeah. What did we do? Oh, we did down in the hole, but Jason started it too fast, and he will never live it down. And he, I'll never let it go. Because one thing that I've been day. good at my entire life is timing, and I butchered it so bad that I should have just jumped off the stage head first and not done anything about it and just let it happen because that's how so upset I was. Or he should just let it go by now. I should let it go. It was ah, it's just hard because I'm not even saying like, oh, I'm good at rhythm. No, it's just like you said, naturally you yeah. do this stuff and that's who you are. Like that's I could be confident with that. And I just totally, I threw it right that's off the so deep funny. end. Do you have Emily? Do you have any shows coming up? No, planning we anything. Are about, we are planning a few things. So I and I am finally we did the SoCal Sound, a few songs, and that was the first time I've gotten a band together since COVID. And interestingly enough, I played with all those guys in college, so I've known them. Oh wow! A lot of my oh, life, nice. and playing with played with them, and I've we've all been through a lot of life events together and different formations and played throughout covid and we all like we love jazz the three of us love mm-hmm. jazz i love jazz a lot yeah. i know it's people like, like oh foreign, foreign language i'm like no, no way jazz. jazz is rad yeah. yeah it's amazing and so we can go into other songs and when we had rehearsal it just it just it filled me up in a way i haven't i have felt the emptiness of that community in covid and i'm really eager and hungry to get back to it so mm. we're definitely going to start playing shows again and mom this one's for you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and we're going to release some new music and i'm excited to be showing myself again it's taken me a while and it took it takes a little courage i really admire everybody who just keeps putting it out and keeps doing yeah. it and yeah no at, at every level i'm like if you make stuff and you feel confident and comfortable to show it or you have the courage to do that i'm into that yeah yeah absolutely sure. 
So it's okay to play a show when you haven't played in seven years? <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's going to make you feel alive. Yeah, for sure. Scared and alive. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be, make you I'm feel gonna be there. All right. <laughs> I'm going to wear Slater t-shirt, Plankton <laughs> Reunion 2023. <laughs> we should do a Plankton song, Jason. Bring it back. Sure. Bring it back. You piss me off. <laughs> Yeah, we have a song called You Piss Me Off that I played bongos on. That's pretty cool. Um, okay. Is there any, uh, we have a an end segment coming up. Uh, any last words about your truest passions and pursuing them? No, I think I love that you guys are highlighting passion and what people are passionate about and pursuing those things and encouraging them. And I, I'm, I'm on board with you guys. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's head into uh, it's about that time. It's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions to get to know you even more. Emily Green, are you ready? I'm here. <laughs> OK. Uh, question number one. You get to go on tour with one artist, living or dead. Who is it? Tom Petty. <gasps> what? Oh, you know, oh. I'm a big Tom Petty fan. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, weren't you going to go to Gainesville? (laughs) Yeah, I went to Gainesville once. I was going to move to Gainesville because he was from there. He was living in L.A. I was in Florida. I was trapped in Florida. You got to get to Florida (laughs) to get slavery removed from your literature. Yeah. (laughs) My gosh. Okay, question number two. All right, you are one of four people NASA has chosen to orbit the moon. What's one thing you'd have to take with you? Seltzer water. <laughs> seltzer. That's I love it. I'm glad you said seltzer water and not like seltzers. White white claw. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem like that like you're uh, that's your thing, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I'm down with the seltzer. I love it. Okay. Seltzer uh, question, water, excuse me. Question number three. Name one thing about Los Angeles that is better than anywhere else in the world. I was about to start doing the Jeopardy music. Okay. That's that answer. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Miami it is. Um, All right. No, I love, I I do love um, the Pacific Coast Highway and that drive. Not specifically LA, but California is gorgeous, and the desert is amazing. As I've told you, I have a long-standing love affair with the desert. The desert is a great part of Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I like how she says the Pacific Coast. Oh yeah, you can't say. You know, you can't say the PCH. It's just PCH. Yeah. I've never claimed I'm from California. Okay. (laughs) All right. Question number four. If you could choose a line from a song as your epitaph, what would it be? You guys, this is a hard one. (laughs) You're dead, by the way. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) This is so hard. You're already dead. It should be easy. (laughs) I mean, we got to do a Tom Petty quote, right? Yeah, I mean, what? It, sure, what is it? What is it? It's good to be king. 
Oh, that's nice. I like, I like it. it. Yep, I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, question number five, our final question for you, Emily Green. What advice would you give your younger self as far as living your dreams? I think my my gut instinct is just to say you're right where you're supposed to be and you're exactly who you're supposed to be. Does that, that make sense? Is, I, yeah, yeah of, of course. course it does. That's yeah. like very positive. I wasn't, that's, I like you that. You know how, that's about, great. how much time. I wish I, I felt the same. No, yeah, how much time we all spend like wishing we had something else or we were somewhere else. Yeah. Else I'm going to lose happening. something that I have. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to mm-hmm. get what I want. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I actually think, I don't think you asked me this, but I think the intern at the radio station asked me this and I just right off the cuff was like, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're perfect. I love you. Like I almost went into my Trump, you know, like you're perfect. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Then the other voice creeped in and was like, you're a loser. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're a loser. <laughs> no, I, I would say to myself, you're right where you're supposed to be. And you're yeah. exactly who you're supposed to be. Okay. And go and go have some fun and enjoy your life and be fabulous. That's what my grandma said to me. <laughs> That's I love that. Good well, old you've grandma. been a pleasure, Emily Green, chatting oh, with you. you. It's been super fun. Uh, can't wait for your shows. We will be there yep. wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thanks for sharing all your passions. It's really, it's really been great. Thank you True. both so much. This has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Emily Green, singer, songwriter. She plays a hundred instruments. Everything comes easy to her. We don't hate her at all. We don't hate her at all. I know we don't, or yeah. do we? She was no, I'm really, just kidding. she's really a joy to speak with. I wish that music came that easy for me. Yeah, I've been, I've been able to write some songs, but I wouldn't sure. say music. I always just play instruments well enough to write a song, which is cool, you know. Yeah. I guess I also don't have the deep-rooted passion to really practice so much, but also I guess she said she doesn't really need to practice that much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sometimes it 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 be Sometimes like that. Yeah. Sometimes it be <laughs> like that, Emily. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Oh, oh, some of the songs. So she has some new songs. If you want to check out Emily Green with an E, G R E E N E. She has Husband Song. That's a new one. Show Me. And then I really encourage you to check out the song Let Me Be the One, the strings version from the movie All the World Is Sleeping. So gorgeous. And again, she performed uh, four songs the last time I chatted with her. And that interview and all that's. If you go to YouTube, you can put it in. But it's also at the SoCalSound.org. It's nice stuff. She played with a guitarist and a piano guy. And she yeah. played bass, I think. Maybe she even played guitar, too. It yeah, cool. I think, yeah, she did. I think you, you're right. She played both. You had never met her before. No, I hadn't. Um, I've just seen the video you showed me. Um, and it's cool that those guys, uh, they went to Berkeley together. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I feel yeah, like then they're all, too. Berkeley is not an easy school to get into, I don't no. think. No. So yeah. I think, I feel like my friend Lewis may have gone there. I think you have to be like a, a brainiac musician, maybe, yeah. to go to Berkeley. What school did Michael Lord go to? He might have went to Juilliard, mm. which is, I, can't remember. I think, I think even. Either Juilliard or Berkeley, I feel like. Aren't those like the top music schools? But yeah. 
I, I'm sure Isn't there's... Isn't there a school on the West Coast? A music school over here? Because Berkeley's in Boston, right? Yeah. There is a Berkeley, California, NorCal, but it's not mm. music. Yeah. I remember. Um, God, what is the... There must be I a mean, West Coast. But whatever. There is, but I don't know that it says... Where's like, Juilliard? Oh, it's New York. Yeah. I always wanted to go to one of those schools. It's so fun. Like, I had all these dreams, but I wasn't really practicing them. I was just going to say the acceptance rate, acceptance rate at Juilliard is 7%. That is... Oh. How about Berkeley? Not... I did have to. So I took a music theory course or two. We had to write music, like piano music, but I didn't know how to play piano. But you could learn how to still write it, like what goes with what. And I remember my teacher yelling at me, you have to learn piano. <laughs> I was like, cool, I don't have a piano. But anyway. Wow. That's interesting. So like they taught you kind of theory, I guess? Yeah, you learn theory of like what chords and what oh, chords whoa. fit into certain keys. Yeah. Wow. I don't know that I ever knew that, did I? Who are you? I wish I got into all that stuff. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, just to go back on Juilliard. Juilliard's uh, 7% acceptance rate, uh, 88% graduation rate. Berkeley is 55% acceptance rate, and graduation rate is 62. Wow. And it also costs about 10 Gs more than Juilliard. It does? (laughs) Yeah. Does it say how much it costs a year? Yeah, average cost after aid is thirty-eight thousand at Juilliard, Juilliard, and then Berkeley after aid is forty-seven thousand. At least we got all those numbers, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love when we do an after pod and we just go off on a, some other tangent about other. I things. know. So that it's was good. Emily Green, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, I really dig her. I did feel a connection with her when I interviewed her. Just someone that you could just be really easy with. And, uh, yeah. Which isn't always the case when you interview people. So it was fun. Yeah. No, absolutely. Super cool. Super chill. I mean, although from Florida. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that kidding. Florida business. She didn't have a lot to say nice about LA either. I know. We took note of that, Emily Green. <laughs> Well, she, you know, like she said, she's an East Coast girl, but I don't think of Florida being an East Coast area. I picture like its own Boston, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I picture Boston being an East Coast uh, person or New York. She said she was in New York too, obviously. Right. Like those two places are East Coast. Florida is not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and that's like a genuine thing. I really don't think of Florida when I think East Coast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think of it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's another great wrap. Um, Thank you so much to Emily Green for coming on. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Until next time. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To Podcast. Email us at Cuz I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them. And if you dig what you hear, please. Share the podcast on your socials so we can grow this baby. Okay, folks, until next time.